Welcome to Rethink, the podcast that empowers you to challenge your existing beliefs and embrace new, more productive ways of thinking. Here at Rethink, we believe that the key to self-fulfillment lies in shattering old thought patterns and adopting new mindsets that support personal growth and empowerment. With expert guests and thought leaders from a wide range of fields, we explore strategies and insights that can help you achieve success and fulfillment in all areas of your life. From relationships to career, business ownership, and health, you are the source of your own success. We're just here to help you tap into your true potential and create a brighter future. So join us on the journey of personal growth and empowerment, and let's rethink what's possible for our lives. How to deal with chronic pain. That's what we're talking about today on Things You Should Know. Stick around. The Things You Should Know podcast, it's our pleasure to welcome you each and every week. Some of the topics that we discuss on this podcast range from tech to innovation, health and wellness. You picked a great day to join us. We've got a great podcast ahead for you. Sit back, relax, listen and enjoy. Thank you for joining us at Things You Should Know podcast. Are you looking to get your money right? Well, why don't you check out SoFi? SoFi is an FDIC-insured, nationally chartered bank that offers checking and savings account and many more platform products. SoFi became a bank in order to bring you the best features, including a simple market-leading interest rate of 1.5% API across all of SoFi checking and savings accounts. SoFi is one of the largest student loan refinancing companies. The online lender has refinanced over $30 billion worth of student loans for more than 375,000 of its members, while delivering many features not offered by banks, credit unions, and other traditional lenders. So why don't you go over to uh, our show notes and check out SoFi if you're looking for student loan refinancing, private student loans, uh, personal loans, you know, you can use for travel or family planning. What about mortgages? Maybe you want to refinance your mortgage or cash out refinance. There's auto loan uh, financing or refinancing. They are good with investing and that includes EFTs and yes, crypto. They have credit cards and their simple banking, checking and savings account. They do offer life insurance, homeowners insurance, renters, and auto. You can do estate planning, insight planning, property tracking, business solutions for small business as well. Why don't you go into our show notes today, check out SoFi, help out with the uh, podcast and help out yourself and get your money right. Hey guys, welcome into Things You Should Know podcast. My name is Kelly. As always, it is my 
pleasure to welcome you in to yet another informative uh, podcast. I hope you guys are having a great day. I'm recording this on October the 13th, and tomorrow is one of my favorite days of the week, simply because it is a Friday. So I'm coming to you on a Thursday, and with hopes that you guys have had a great week. My week has been pretty good, pretty productive, and I'm feeling pretty good. I had a thought, you know, we recorded recently, and I shared with you some quite honestly, some personal information about some pain that I was dealing with for the last 30 days or so. And it got me to thinking, you know, I wanted to be a little bit more holistic in terms of providing a collect, a, a very comprehensive view, if you will, about different types of pain. Our last podcast, if you haven't listened to it, it, it talks about specifically about uh, hemorrhoids, fissures, and how to manage that sort of pain. And what I wanted to do is come back and talk about basically chronic pain and how to deal with it. Because I understand that uh, hemorrhoids and fissures are very uncomfortable, uh, but also the thing that makes it very um, uh, very uh, much associated and um, something that people can identify with is, according to my studies, from 50 to 75% of people in general will have that particular issue in our lifetime. So I know that's going to be a value to you. But going through that, I understood, you know, firsthand what chronic pain actually is and what it feels like. So a definition, for example, our working definition today is uh, chronic pain is a pain that lasts uh, for months. It can be reoccurring. It can uh, come and go. But chronic pain is something that people are dealing with on an ongoing basis. So we're going to talk today about some treatments and identify what some people are dealing with, some of the more popular areas of chronic pains, prescription drugs, non-prescription drugs, uh, some holistic views on healing from Reiki to different types of mind-body meditation. We're going to talk about surgical uh, options. We're going to talk about bioelectrical therapy, physical therapy. Yes, exercise also. What are some alternative therapies? Chiropractic, um, massage, acupuncture, things like that. So that's where we're going today and the benefit of listening. Of course, if you are currently going through or dealing with chronic pain, my hope, my hope, my hope is that we will uncover something today that you have heretofore heard of or even tried. And of course, uh, the goal would be for you to try and for it to actually work. And if you are not dealing personally with chronic pain, perhaps you know someone who is so that you can share this information with them. Our goal here is always one of empowering through information and improving our qualities of life. So welcome aboard, especially our first timers. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I will tell you, we are on the tail end of our season two. We've got a lot of good content archived. And if you haven't, uh, this is your first time listening. You haven't listened to season one or the rest of season two. It'd be a great time uh, to do that. You can start this week. We're in the fall. So holidays are coming up. I know folks are going to be having some time off work. So bookmarkers, subscribe wherever you're currently listening to us because we're listed on all platforms for podcasting. And make sure you tell someone about us. That's for everyone. Share, like, subscribe, comment. But most of all, share. Share with the loved one, family member, an associate, a friend. 
Take your most favorite podcast that you listen to uh, through things you should know, your favorite content area, and share it with someone. That will help us out greatly. All righty, all righty, all righty, all righty. So let's jump into it. Um, I'm not going to go back through all of what I talked about a few days ago as it relates to uh, my specific share as it relates to the pain I was dealing with. But all you have to do is listen to the last podcast, Podcast 41. Uh, It was entitled, where I'm at? Let's see. The top three ways to effectively deal with fissures and hemorrhoids. Okay. That was the very last podcast that we've done. And that's what started me on this journey of assisting folks that are dealing with chronic pain. It's more widespread than you know or may think. If we tend to focus and even hyper-focus on things that affect us, but not so much if it's not affecting us. So unless you're having chronic pain, maybe you don't think about it on a regular basis. Uh, but there are a lot of folks who are dealing with chronic pain. So what is chronic pain? We had a working definition a little early, but let's go back into it. Chronic pain is pain that lasts for more than three months. And like I said, the pain can be there consistently all the time. My situation for the last 30 days or so, I had pain every day. Fortunately for me, because mine was related to an injury, let's say, and the hemorrhoid and the fissure, I would consider like some sort of injury, but it has an end time. You know, it's going to eventually subside, although going through it doesn't feel that way. The pain can be there all the time or it can come and go. It can happen anywhere in your body. This is our working definition for chronic pain. The issue is, of course, chronic pain interferes with your daily activities. That can be work, your social life, and just your ability to take care of your loved ones or even yourself. Chronic pain, using this definition and certainly the time frame, lends itself uh, to depression, anxiety. Many people have trouble sleeping and staying asleep, obviously getting enough rest. Not getting enough sleep not getting enough rest, not allowing your body to heal, of course, makes the pain worse. This type of life results in a cycle, a very difficult cycle, one that's difficult to break. So what's the difference between chronic pain, Kelly, and just pain? Well, chronic pain differs from other pain. Because it's relatively acute pain. It is specific to an area. It is pronounced. You're not confused. Many times, you know, I've heard my kids say, you know, I don't really feel well. And I say, well, what hurts? Well, I don't know. I just don't feel well. Well, with chronic pain, and let's say if it's your joints, you have arthritis, for example, is one, one um, uh, form of chronic pain. You know exactly what's hurting you. Acute pain happens when you get hurt such as experiencing a cut to your skin or a broken bone. I was telling you about the fissures that I had. I wasn't confused at all about where the pain was and where it was coming from. Um, acute pain or just regular pain, for example, it um, happens uh, somewhere in your body, obviously, and you want to be relieved of that pain, but the pain doesn't go away. 
Stay with us. We'll be right back. Here's an offer we thought you'd be interested in. Are you looking to develop and create stunning coursework? Uh, launch your stunning academy website in a snap. You can choose from among 50 plus designer made, ready to go, industry specific site templates to launch your website fast and with confidence. It's very simple, very powerful. They're flexible courses. You can wave goodbye to dull educational content. There are countless ways to package and distribute your learning content. Create listed or private courses that can be paid or free courses, or you can drip feed your content to build and to nurture your audience the way that you want. You can create compelling and interactive courses, leverage the most rich library of learning activities, and undoubtedly the most customizable course player in the market to build flexible learning experiences to keep your listeners engaged. And lastly, be the boss of your content and design. Your final course product exactly as you envision it. Preview it as you build it in real time. Get it up and running fast than you ever have imagined. Why don't you go down the show notes, guys, today and uh, click on Learns World. If you're interested in building courses that matter, you can monetize, create memberships, create courses, and create passive income for yourself. So support our sponsor, Learns World. In contrast, chronic pain continues long after you recover from an injury or an illness. So let's say, for example, you are in a car accident and you injure your knee. Okay, you've never had any issue with your knee before, but as a result of the car accident, you injure your knee, you've uh, uh, had it set, you've done your braces, and you've gone through therapy. Okay, you've been released uh, back out into the wild by your doctor and your therapist and you're sitting at your desk when they're working and your knee is throbbing. This is months after the accident, uh, even weeks after your last therapy, you still find yourself in pain. That is what we're referring to as chronic pain. So just so you know, I'm in the studio today. And if you hear snoring, obviously it's not me because I'm talking. I don't possess that skill set yet to be awake and snoring at the same time. But I have a butterball of a bulldog who normally doesn't come into the studio with me, but she came today and she is (laughs) sleeping underneath my desk and she's snoring. So I'm not 100% sure. I just wanted you to know uh, that that's not me in this. I'm not uh, in a hotel or in the bedroom somewhere and somebody snoring. That's my my dog. Her name is Maisie, and she is not very interested in the content right now, but she's taking a nap. So if you hear that, that's Maisie snoring. If she gets louder, I'm going to kick her out, but I, I didn't know if you heard it or not. So where do people have chronic pain? What are some of the more common areas that even folks listening to the podcast right now may be suffering? First, I already mentioned one is joint pain, or we call it arthritis. Probably the most common is back pain. Have you ever thrown your back out? Uh, As a young person, uh, I was able to do a lot of activities. I mean a lot. I was very active. I was in sports. I played outside. I was one of those kids that, you know, but my kids in this new, newer generation, these kids don't really go outside that much. But when I was a kid, 
everything was done outside. We fell and got up and fell and got up hundreds of times a day. Uh, we actually had recess in school in those days. Don't get me started. But my point is, uh, I very rarely sustain any sort of long-term injury. I'm fortunate. I'm one of those people who've never had a broken bone. Thank goodness. I've had a couple fractures, fractured a rib, fractured a wrist, playing softball, but I've never had a break. And up until about 10 years ago, I never had any significant issues with my back. I went one day to help my aunt to clean out my grandmother's home, and I overexerted myself, and I uh, got the uh, hernia that you guys have heard me talk about here on the podcast. That was, that, that was recent. That was like a year, a year and a half ago. Uh, many times I find myself working in the yard, and if I get too tired, the first thing that goes is my back. Fortunately for me, it comes back, you know, within a few days. As long as I think I've had significant back uh, pain, it's about a week or so. Uh, getting in and out of cars, getting in and out of bed in particular, very difficult to do when your back is in pain or it's not fully, you don't have the strength of the muscles in your back. Just a quick note, one way to avoid back pain, if you are someone who likes to be active like I am, is to, number one, wear back brace when you're working in the yard or doing any sort of project or anything like that. But number two, lift with your legs. Act like you work for UPS or something. Lift with your legs, not with your back. It has been a tremendous help for me avoiding back pain by simply understanding how to pick things up. Yes, heavy things. So that's back pain. Also neck pain. I've had neck pain. And my neck pain, I think I fall in this category of chronic neck pain. If I sleep incorrectly, meaning if my head is laying either too far south of my spine or too far north, I could wake up in the morning with a severe headache and it stems from my neck. Secondly, uh, we all get stressed, whether we are practicing meditation and yoga or not. Uh, stress comes and depending on how we handle it, we can normally if, if I, I could just say this for myself. I know I'm stressed when I start to feel pain in my neck. If it doesn't come from sleeping oddly, then I know if I'm uh having pain in my neck and I'm starting to get headaches at the base of my neck, then I know that that's a stress point for me. That's where the stress goes on uh, for me, if that makes sense. So there's neck pain, authorized back pain, neck pain. Next, there's pain associated with cancer. Uh, cancer pain can be near tumor, for example. There's headaches. Some people suffer with migraines. I, I have a couple friends uh, one in particular, I, I know she suffers with migraines, uh, testicular pain. That can be chronic pain. That that's frightful even thinking about that. Uh, testicular pain on an ongoing basis is 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 just frightening. Uh, lasting pain in scar tissue. If you've had significant surgeries, or a cesarean, fibroid, even hernia, or some sort of uh, very invasive surgery. It could even be uh, skin grafting or uh, some sort of cosmetic surgery. If there's pain associated with scar tissue buildup, lasting pain can exist there. Lasting pain, chronic pain. 
Muscle pain all over. Fibromyalgia. You see many commercials on TV about this particular thing. And um, I think I'm going to have to end up kicking Maisie out. She keeps getting louder. So uh, she looks so peaceful. I just hate to do it because I I don't want you to be distracted by her snoring. So I may have to kick her out. All right. So muscle pain, which is fibromyalgia. You've heard of that. And neurogenic pain from damage to nerves. And I'm familiar with that only because my wife uh, was uh, sick with our last child, last childbirth. And we spent she spent quite a few months in the hospital uh, and she uh, suffered some a pretty significant uh, nerve damage, and she dealt with that for, for quite a while. Sometimes she still is in pain depending on the weather and depending on how she feels. So those are the more common areas of, of pain or what can be listed as chronic pain. And as it relates to solutions, treatments, prescription, non-prescription, holistic, and alternative therapies, we're going to be speaking to most of those. So if you fall in that category, I want you to listen up. If you don't fall in that category, I'm going to do my best to offer some sort of general pain solution and in hopes to at least give you an idea of something that you can talk to your physician about the next time that you go. According to studies, approximately 25% of adults in the United States do experience chronic pain. It is a very common condition. And as we stated, you probably know or may be in the group of the uh, pain identifiers that we talked about earlier. So there are a number of reasons why someone could have any of those particular side effects. Uh, arthritis and neck pain. I told you how I think I can, you know, have gotten my uh, neck pain, how I, if I do throw my back out, what that looks like, et cetera, et cetera. Sometimes there's an obvious cause. Sometimes there's not. You may have a long lasting illness, for example, if you've been diagnosed with cancer or if arthritis uh, is causing that ongoing pain. So a lot of times I'll tell you this, I think I've told you this before, I volunteer my community, and one of the things that I participate in is Meals on Wheels. And many times with Meals on Wheels, many of the people that you are delivering to are senior citizens. Excuse me. And I've noticed uh, just through conversations with the majority of people that I've had the pleasure of knowing over the years, I've done this about five, last five or six years. If they're a senior citizen, there are two things that they have in common. Number one, uh, that they retain water in their extremities. Number two is that they're in chronic or constant pain due to arthritis. And I knew one lady, sweet as pie, she had two different types of arthritis. She could barely walk. Her um, extremities, her fingers, her toes were very, um, very protruded, very um, angled. You could tell her joints were, uh, it, it, it was just very, disturbing to see, quite honestly, because she couldn't even stand up without a walker because instead of her toes going straight, they really kind of went to the side, one to the left and one to the right. Um, Yeah, she wasn't getting support she needed. Her her joints were just just a mess. Over the years, uh, there are a number of things that contribute to that. It could be injury, number one. But number two could be your diet. You know, um, it's been said that eating corn, particularly the way it's made nowadays, uh, it it causes you to retain water and it causes you to retain water in and around your joints. But there are a number of things. I don't want to presuppose anything. Let's get back. Injuries and disease also causes changes to your body that leave you very sensitive to pain. So those are the primary reasons. Injuries, 
car accidents, biking accidents. People go hiking all the time, fall down. They have injuries. They're professional sports players, be it soccer, football, baseball, whatever. They have an injury on the job, injury while they're playing their sports. And many of you have heard of these professional athletes uh, uh, getting some sort of addiction to opioids because they're given the best of medicines because they need to get back on the field. But they still have the pain. And so they need the medicine. And after a while, without the medicine, they can't deal with the pain. Or you may be someone who's had a bike accident or a car accident or was involved in some sort of, uh, um, you know, injury due to accident where you're still dealing with and have the repercussions. So um, let's see. Let's go on to um, some of the diagnoses. It's important to understand and be sensitive to what chronic pain is, what options you have, and what people are feeling like, okay? That's very important. A lot of times in society, we may see people uh, making decisions that we think are irrational and nonsensical, et cetera. And I'm not giving an excuse, but we don't really know any of the backstory. We just see what's taking place right now. And let's say, for example, I work at uh, Computer Company A, and a guy comes in and he's just giving me all heck over his laptop not being prepared, you know, ready to go. All right, that's one thing. But when you see people really overreacting to simple things, sometimes, many times, they're, this is a release for something else. If you're in constant pain, and we're just talking about physical pain. Yeah, obviously, there's an emotional area here. Uh, 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 people could be emotionally distressed due to losing their job, uh, their relationships, their homes, their finances. You don't, you know, you just don't know what people are dealing with. Uh, people who are dealing with chronic pain, uh, they experience things like uh, shooting pain constantly, burnings, itchings, achings, uh, stiffness. For example, with the seniors, I was telling you about many times in the early mornings, it takes seniors quite a while to get their blood flowing. Imagine if every day your feet or your hands or the, the, the bases of your fingers were numb because there's no blood circulation. They're stinging. There's throbbing. There's all sorts of things that could be going on in someone's body, causing them to be anxious, uh, fatigued, depressed, moody. Uh, people, especially that are dealing with insomnia due to this, they could have significant mood swings. Uh, they could be completely irrational because they are in pain and they've had no sleep and there's been no respite from this uh, chronic and constant bother, this pain, this injury, whatever it is, this disease. If you've been diagnosed with cancer, you're going through treatments. I've known a number of people who have successfully made it through. I've known people who have had alternative uh, methods uh, uh, to undergo. They didn't want to do treatments, but either way, your body's in pain. So like we said, pain is considered constant. I'm sorry, chronic if it lasts, uh, you know, for more than three months. And like I said, it can come and go within that time period or it can, it can come back at any time. If you've got long lasting pain, 
And if you've not done this, uh, uh, do not take any of the information that I'm giving you here as precedent over whatever your healthcare provider, or your doctor has told you. Just number one. And if you have, for whatever reason, not even gone to see your doctor, you're self-medicating at home. Uh, my advice to you, if you're dealing with chronic pain, anything that's been there for over three months, please go and see your doctor. Please go and see your doctor. You want to let them know how long this has been going on, how intense it feels from zero to 10. Where is the pain? Uh, how much is it affecting your life, your work? Uh, does it make you feel worse or better emotionally? How's your mood when you're not feeling great? Um, how is this affecting your family dynamic? If you have a family, is this creating additional stress in your life or anxiety? Do you have this while you're driving or while you're traveling? These are the sorts of things that you want to share with your physician and if it is getting to the point of a mental uh, peace, depression, anxiety, et cetera, et cetera, you want to likely incorporate a psychotherapist along with your physical treatments. You need to be getting mental treatments. Okay. Let's talk about uh, treatments for chronic pain. Obviously, we've listed several different areas where the pain could originate and could be housed at this time. So there's going to be uh, a number of alternatives, and you're going to take whichever one is associated with where your pain is now. There's over-the-counter medications. There are prescription medications. They are both for your body and for your mind. Um, you can be given non-medical um, advice, you know, what we would refer to as holistic or alternative, such as massage or acupuncture or Reiki, R-E-I-K-I. Um, we're going to talk about exactly what that is if you don't know. So there are a number of things that, that can be done. Let's start off with the most common. These are obviously drugs, prescription, non-prescription. Okay. So let's say you have a milder form of pain, chronic pain. It can likely be uh, assisted or even relieved with common drugs over the counter, such as acetaminophen, Tylenol, or ibuprofen, which is your Advil, your leaves, your anti-inflammatory drugs. Okay, that can include aspirin and also naproxen. I find that ibuprofen and naproxen for my back and, excuse me, for my uh, surgery that I had on my hernia, and then most recently for my fissure for my hemorrhoid, that the naproxen uh, worked the best for me. I was taking Tylenol, but I got to be honest, it could have been sugar pills as far as I know because I didn't feel any necessary relief. And my doctor said, why don't you try uh, the ibuprofen? Uh, I think that's going to work better for you. So if you have something that's most related, it's inflammatory. I gave an example about an injured knee earlier. Most of the time, most of the time when we're dealing with chronic pain, if it's not a nerve thing, it usually is a muscle thing. OK, and that muscle is likely inflamed. If it's not injured and you don't have some sort of disease, cancer, et cetera, et cetera, it's usually inflamed. I would go with the ibuprofen, the aspirin and the proxen. Obviously, a lot of people are um, uh, um, bothered by aspirin. So you want to check with your physician before you set off to take any of this stuff. Physician first. OK. 
what else? Over-the-counter drugs um, do not provide relief sometimes. So your doctor has to actually pres- prescribe something to you much stronger. So let's say you were taking topical pain relievers uh, like we talked about in the last podcast. You could take a topical pain relief like Preparation H if you have uh, hemorrhoids or fissures and things like that. And many times that's enough. You know, you, you go through a certain period, you're using your creams as is instructed. And in a week or so, maybe you start feeling less pain. And then two weeks, maybe it goes away. But some cases it doesn't go away. The over-the-counter creams, lotions, the anti, uh, I'm sorry, the acetaminophen and the ibuprofen, the proxen, they're not really working. So what do you do? Well, you go to your doctor and they can prescribe a stronger medication, which is why I'm telling you, if you're suffering in silence, I think you're doing yourself a disservice. I know everyone doesn't have insurance. I know that. Okay. But if you're in chronic pain, I think we got to find a way, whether it's going to the emergency room, uh, asking for assistance in terms of, uh, you know, some additional funds from family, friends, et cetera. Somehow you've got to get in front of a physician that can help you because it could be a situation where the longer you wait, the more damage you're doing and something that could be um, regulated or provide a solution. The longer you wait, you know, uh, uh, the, the worse off you could be. I know, for example, I have a family member who was recently diagnosed with um, colon cancer and it was it was um, diagnosed in stage one, I think. I think it was very early. And so the sooner that, that you're diagnosed and, and you are uh, in those earlier stages, the better off you are, the better chances you have to deal with whatever the issue is. And your success rate goes up. And the reverse is true as well. All right. So what could your doctor prescribe? First, they could prescribe stronger medicines based on what it is you need. There could also be muscle uh, relaxants involved. So if you're having issues with joint issues, uh, knee, ankle, shoulders, elbows, wrists, fingers, there could be some um, relief in the muscle relaxants. Okay. Also, I talked to you a little bit about the mental components. If you are experiencing depression and anxiety because you're in this state and you've been in this state for a while, more than three months, then perhaps any um, anxiety drugs can be offered to you as well. There are a number of antidepressants. There are a number of short term pain relievers uh, like codeine and fentanyl, which are stronger drugs, even your Percocets opioid uh, group. Your Percocets and your, uh, what was the one that the doctor gave me for my uh, Tramadol? These all have to be prescribed from your doctor. If you're okay with taking them, they can assist you. Now, I've not done an independent study on each of these drugs, nor am or do I work for any of these drug companies. What I'm offering you, to be clear, here on this podcast are potential solutions that I'm suggesting very strongly you talk to your physician about. Physicians could say, yeah, this could work. Percocet could work for you. Or physicians say, no, absolutely not. We don't need to create another problem, okay? But it is a conversation to have with your physician in hopes that it can provide you with some relief. I don't know what your issue is, 
but uh, talk to your doctor to see if any of these are potential solutions. In July of 2015, the FDA asked that both prescription and over-the-counter NASIDS strength medicine, the NSAIDs medicine, which is your acetaminophen and things like that, strengthen their warning labels to indicate the potential risk of heart attacks and strokes. This is one of the things that uh, because we're in pain, because we're in a hurry to uh, to get these in our bodies. I'm sorry, it's not uh, Tylenol. Uh, the, the, the NSAIDs are the aspirins, ibuprofen, and the naproxen. Uh, what you want and what you will see now on the labels are a larger indication of heart attacks and strokes because that is one of the side effects, potentially. There are risks involved in taking any of these, prescription or non-prescription. The risk increases with the higher doses of the drugs. In addition... There could be internal bleeding. Some people can develop bleeding internally, stomach, ulcers, etc. It can happen because it's these medicines, as I understand it, I'm not a doctor, thin your blood to some degree, increase your blood pressure to other degrees, depending on what you're taking, with the hopes of expediting some sort of relief for whatever area has been affected. Imagine if you have a scar on your knee and uh, we can increase the amount of blood to your knee, blood with the in, in the the influx of blood comes the potential of healing quicker. There could be more clotting, scabs could be forming, and then new skin could be forming, and you're you could be off and running. And blood plays obviously a large part in our healing. All right, so let's get here to uh, some additional solutions. Okay. We're going to talk about some potential solutions. And if I haven't mentioned before, we brought some information from the Cleveland Clinic, uh, which is a um, health uh, organization. And we've got some information from WebMD. And then lastly, our friends at HopkinsMedicine.Health, we've reached out and gotten some information there as well. So let's talk about treatment outside of the medication. Chronic pain affects all parts of the body. The most effective treatments include symptom relief and support. So obviously, depending on whatever your symptoms are, it could be different. A multidisciplinary approach to pain management is often required to provide the needed interventions, if you will, to help manage your pain. Pain management programs are usually done on an outpatient basis. So many skilled professions are needed to assist in one program. They could include neurologists and neurosurgeons on the high end, orthopedics, orthopedic surgeons, et cetera, anesthesiologists, oncologists, psychiatrists, psychologists, physical therapists, occupational therapists. It could go as far as social workers and case managers and vocational counselors and nurses. Of course, nurses are of utmost importance. I remember when my wife uh, had an issue with her hip, she had a hip replacement and we had such a wonderful nurse that would come out to our home periodically. Initially it was every day and then it went to once a week, I think. And she would help my wife get in and out of bed, move up and down steps, helped her to understand how to maneuver the steps on a crutch, helped her to uh, get in and out of the restroom by herself, up and down on the toilet. Nurses are, are angels. We have some really great nurses over the years with the um, 
birth of our kids. Uh, if, when you go, and we hope you don't have to end up going and being around a, a lot of doctors, hospitals, et cetera. But if you do, hopefully you get a good nurse. A good nurse makes, um, you know, the whole program run in, in my mind. All right. Uh, so let's look here. So uh, the articles, all these articles I'm going to put over in our Facebook page and you can kind of take a look at it because I'm kind of spotting and I'm going here and there uh, with some different information. And you can read this at, at your leisure. You can just kind of see in totality. I wanted to just give you an approach, possibly a different approach to managing the pain that you have if other things hadn't worked. There are a number of tests that doctors use to, to diagnose chronic pain. Obviously, your testimony is primary. Your healthcare provider may require you, though, to have a physical exam. I think that's prudent. Uh, you want to go to the doctor. You want to uh, be able to express where things hurt, how you feel, how long it's been going on. So such things could include blood tests, uh, muscle tests, uh, imaging, such as x-rays and MRIs, uh, nerve conditioning studies, depending on, you know, if it's a nerve situation, uh, reflex and balance test. A lot of times people deal with their equilibrium being off and, um, uh, oh my God, I can't remember the name of that. Uh, diagnoses where you're off balance all the time. Uh, it'll come to me. Uh, spinal fluid tests may be involved and urine tests. Urine tests could be involved. All right. So there are other treatments other than prescription and non-prescription drugs. Your health care provider could uh, assist you with something that's called a TENS, T-N-S, Transcutness, electrical nerve stimulation. Procedure delivers shock waves uh, and patches to your skin. Uh, the impulses are said to relieve pain. Nerve blocks, some called nerve blocks. For this treatment, your healthcare provider injects an uh, anesthesi- uh, anesthetic. I'm losing my pronunciation here. Anesthetic near the site of the pain to reduce the pain in the area. The nerve blocks can also sometimes provide diagnostic information and locate the source of the pain specifically. Next, it could be an epidural steroid injection, depending on what your symptoms are. I'm, of course, familiar with epidural because we have three kids and my wife has gotten an epidural before and I've seen it done. Absolutely horrifying, but I'm not the professional. But in this case, uh, epidural steroid injection the procedure is injection of anti-inflammatory medicine, a steroid, uh, a corticosteroid into the space around your spinal nerves known as the epidural space to treat chronic pain caused by irritation and inflammation of spinal nerve roots. Um, your lifestyle can play a big part also in the relief of chronic pain. I do know when I wasn't feeling well over the last month or so, the last thing that I wanted to do was to get up and move about and exercise. My thoughts were, this is going to make me feel worse. 
It's going to put pressure on my extremities. It's going to make me feel worse. Well, four major lifestyle factors that can affect chronic pain and help minimize it are as follows. Number one, obviously reducing your stress. Stress plays a major role in chronic pain. I felt personally the days where I had more pain, I was also more mentally um, engaged in the pain, if that makes sense. I was focusing more on the pain. Every five minutes, I'm thinking about the pain. Every time I wake up, I'm thinking about the pain that hadn't even come yet, but I'm thinking about it. As I go to bed at night, I'm hoping that the pain doesn't come. So the pain was at the forefront of my mind, creating anxiety and stress around what? The pain. So we got to figure out a way to deal mentally with the pain. And as many times as I've talked to you guys about holistic practices that I have, when I was in pain, I went back to my roots of meditation. Well, not back because I had always meditated, but I will tell you this. I just took a different approach. I couldn't sit for long periods of time with the fissure or the hemorrhoid. It just wasn't the thing that I could do. And meditation, normally the way I practice is I go into my closet and I have an area prepared with, you know, pads and not pads, but uh, blankets and, and, and an altar and different things. And I'm just able to sit there for as long as I want to. Well, over the last month, I couldn't sit for very long periods of time. So I had to figure out a different way if I was going to meditate to do it. And I end up doing it at my in my bed where the only place it was comfortable for me to do it. So for you, I don't know where your pain is, but if you're like me and it was in a, you know, it it reduced your ability to sit or especially sit for a long time, but you still want to practice. You still want to be able to manage your stress. And the, the best ways to, to manage your stress outside of talking to a therapist or psychologist is meditation, is mindfulness, is uh, deep breathing and breathing techniques. Okay, you just have to figure out what's going to work best for you. Now, exercise, exercise, diet and sleep is what we're going to talk about next. So if this is (laughs) making you feel worse, just, you know, hold hold your peace for a while. I'm going to go through them as quick as I can. Exercising is obvious. I maintain that you want to exercise a minimum 30 minutes a day. And if you're on your best days, you best case scenario, you want to break a sweat. I couldn't do that with the fission, the hemorrhoid. Uh, it was very difficult for me to stretch. My exercise of preference is yoga, and certain certain um, poses created a problem. But I kept doing it because I knew that I wanted my body to know that this wasn't going to stop me at all, and I wanted to heal. And it was a way of me telling myself that I'm going to be back to myself soon, and I'm going to exercise either way. No different than uh, I, I, I was telling you my wife had some significant issues with the birth of our last daughter. After the birth of our last daughter, we were in the hospital for a long time. Uh, one day, as we were sitting in the ICU, I began to plan a vacation for us. We were not even close to getting out of the hospital. But it's a mental indication to yourself that this is going to pass. Okay. So whatever chronic pain you're dealing with, uh, whatever, and I'm not, I'm not trying to minimize anything. We were in ICU, for God's sake. My wife still had a very significant surgery to undergo. But planning this trip was a confidence builder for me in a number of ways. I, it gave me an opportunity to put my attention somewhere else, as well as it was a um, spiritual and mental 
um, salute, not, not so much salute. It was a spiritual and mental um, affirmation that says, this is going to pass. We're going to get through this. I began to see us at Disneyland. I began to see us, you know, on the, on the airplane. I began to see us uh, at this park. And sure enough, uh, almost um, a year later, because my daughter was a year when we were at Disneyland, she celebrated her first birthday. We were in um, Beverly Hills. I'll never forget. And um, yeah, so we 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 did it. Uh, and it helped me to take my focus off of these beeping machines and the fact that my wife has been laying in his bed 30, 35, 40 days and the doctors coming and going. If you're in chronic pain, uh, one of the greatest things, and I know it sounds difficult to do and maybe even a little counterintuitive, take the focus off of you. Take the focus off of you. If it's not too uncomfortable, if you can go out and help someone else do that. If you have a favorite show, watch it. If you have a favorite book, read it. If you love to watch, listen, I can turn on YouTube and watch people walk around Disney World all day. Do that. Listen to meditative music. Whatever it is that you like, within reason, I'm not talking about overindulging in food and going to make it worse. Whatever it is that you like, do it. If you can do it, it doesn't add to the pain. All right, diet and sleep. Diet is obvious. You want to be eating foods that are going to help you heal. Um, For example, if it's cancer, there are uh, cancer-fighting foods that, you know, um, promote healing faster than others. You don't want to be eating foods that uh, are, are heavy in preservatives and, and, and uh, processed meats and different things like that that have been known to be carcinogens like bacon and things like that. You want to be doing the opposite. You want to be eating fruits, vegetables, and things that are going to put life into your body, life into your body. Red meat and refined carbohydrates cause inflammation. Again, red meat and refined carbohydrates cause inflammation. So if you're having, your problem is pain and the pain has resulted in inflamed tissues in your body, muscles in your body. And if you're eating red meat, pork, things like that, uh, refined carbohydrates, it's going to cause more pain. So you want to uh, eliminate these foods from your diet and you want to substitute them with foods that are going to lessen the infl- uh, uh, the inflamed uh, parts of your body, fruits, vegetables, etc. What about sleep? Many of you have had very difficult times sleeping because of the pain. Staying asleep, going to sleep is one thing, but staying asleep. I know when I had my hernia surgery, it was uh, right north of my groin, and I had to sleep on my back. I should have been sleeping on my back anyway. I used to sleep on my side, but only way to, for me to sleep was on my back. Each time I would turn especially the first week I was home from, from the hospital, boy, it was significant. And it woke me up. And each time I had to get in and out of the bed, if I had to go to the restroom, it was significant. And it woke me up. So some nights I would wake up and it would be a while before I could go back to sleep because I had a very uh, sharp awakening. But do what you can to make yourself comfortable and realize the importance of sleep. Sleep really is when our body heals. Let's say you have no pain. You're just average Joe Smo. When you go to sleep at night, outside of rest, your body is repairing itself. 
Old cells are going out. New cells are coming in. And if we're not allowing our bodies to sleep and we're not successful with sleep, the healing process is taking longer because our cells are not getting the time, uh, the downtime it needs from our conscious body, conscious mind. Now, I already told you that therapy can also help you uh, with this. That includes counseling, uh, physical therapy, occupational therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy. What are the differences? Well, cognitive behavioral therapy is counseling method that helps you think differently about the pain and it teaches you how to cope with it. For example, general counseling can help you manage your pain, your chronic pain, particularly psychogenetic pain. Occupational therapy, it teaches you how to deal and do everyday tasks that could help you avoid injury in the future and it could be lessening your pain. Let me give you an example again. With my back, I had a tendency to lean over and pick up heavy things. Well, if I'm an occupational therapist, they can teach me bend with your legs, pick up with your legs, make sure your back remains straight. That will help me to avoid injury in the future, and it also will help me to continue the things that I have to do on a day-to-day basis, but it will lessen the pain that I'm currently in. Physical therapy is therapy that helps you exercise your current injury. It could be your knee, it could be your hip. Uh, knee and hip replacements are very, very common. I found this out when me and my wife were going through this. Knee and hip replacements are very, very common. Uh, physical therapy is very key in your success, in your healing process. Why? Because we talked earlier about scar tissue. You can go from one level of pain to another level of pain if you don't go through physical therapy and you do what these people tell you to do. Many times people have to have surgery again in the same area because they did not complete the physical therapy like they were instructed. And what happens if you don't bend the joint, the hip, the knee, the elbow, the hand, the wrist, whatever, scar tissue builds up and it creates more pain. And it also lessens your ability to use that particular joint or that area. So listen to these wonderful physical therapists as they try to lead you into uh, healing. Now, lastly, before we close out, we're going to talk about alternative treatments for chronic pain. They're going to include um, hydrotherapy, for example, Reiki healing, meditation and guided meditation. We've already talked about acupuncture. Acupuncture includes it, it is a um, Eastern uh, methodology, uh, but it includes small needles placed in your body with the purpose of redirecting pain uh, with nerves. There's aromatherapy, which uses aromatic plants and essential oils to to calm you and to get you into a meditative state and to also uh, take you away from the pain, you know, mentally. Something called biofeedback, which teaches you how to tweak your day to day body works, influencing such things as your heart rate, your breathing and your muscle tension. I'd add to that deep breathing techniques Uh, You'd be surprised what you can accomplish with breathing techniques. If you notice or you've noticed in the past your behavior from the times when you're happy or sad, excited or afraid, you'll notice your breathing is doing different things at different times of your life. When you're in the library studying, you are not panting, I hope, uh, as if you were running from the neighbor's dog that got it loose. Okay, if you are meditating Hopefully you are not breathing heavy as if you are uh, practicing, you know, football or running up the stairs in the bleachers. So your breathing can help you heal. 
Um, hypnotherapy or hypnosis. Many people have turned to hypnosis for chronic pain release. Uh, mindful training. This is very uh, similar to meditation. When it helps you calm yourself, it teaches you how to calm yourself and to meditate and to go beyond the pain. There's music and art and pet therapy. A lot of folks that are dealing, particularly on the psychological uh, side, uh, I see pets in airports all the time. There's so many people that travel and are afraid to fly that they have a, um, a pet therapy situation where they can travel with their with their dogs. Uh, I told you recently that uh, me and my wife celebrated our 25th year uh, wedding anniversary. We went to California. On the way back, there was this lady, and the first time I've ever seen this, she had her cat on the plane. And I saw her because she was standing in line in front of me going through the security funnel. We got on the plane. I heard the cat once, and I didn't hear the cat again until we landed. So it's a really good cat. <laughs> it didn't meow the whole time. Uh, maybe it went to sleep. I don't know. But this first time I've ever seen that uh, is a cat. Uh, next, there's Reiki, or healing touch. Uh, therapists, a trained and certified therapist uh, from Reiki, uh, can use energy, your energy field. Uh, to heal yourself. Best case scenario, uh, we're able to do that. Uh, but that takes uh, uh, a lot of practice and that takes um, a higher level of consciousness than most people have. OK, we can get into it deeper, but Reiki, meditation, mindfulness all suggest that you're operating at a higher level of consciousness and your belief, your faith is the strongest part of your essence not your physical ability to heal yourself with prescriptions and drills and things like that. You're able to go beyond uh, uh, and, and get into a healing touch or uh, a situation where you can heal your body with, with the energy that is in your body, your chi. I'm going to make myself a note because I think that's worth coming back and talking about. I just don't think when people are in chronic pain, most people, I should say, uh, are not there mentally. And when you're in chronic pain, there's not a time to learn about Reiki or meditation or mindfulness because you're preoccupied with one thing that's feeling better. I think most of the time people who are or do possess a higher level of consciousness or level of enlightenment understand uh, these techniques and these ideas better and probably will welcome them as a practice as opposed to prescriptions and different things like that. But it's up to you. And lastly, massage and guided imagery. Massage can help greatly, even if you're not in pain, to keep your blood flowing, to get knots out of your body, to be able to make sure your massage and chiropractic uh, uh, sessions are great for you periodically because it helps it helps you to maintain the optimum positioning of your bone structure, of your skeletal structure. If you play golf or have had an injury or have played football or something, had an injury, and your skeletal structure, for example, is tilted one way versus the next, i give you a better example. My jawbone, I used to have braces when I was a teenager. And I was told then that my jawbone, if you look directly at my face, you can see that my face is sort of tilted to the right. And so when I was getting my braces off, I had an oral surgeon say, hey, I want to break your jawbone and reset it. And I was like, yeah, that's not going to happen. But when I look at my face very closely, I normally always chew 
on my right side. And what's happened over the years is that my right jaw is superior, is much more stronger than my left jaw. And so as a result, my face, my skeletal structure, my jaw has started to tilt to the right because that muscle pulls tighter than the one on the left. My point is, if your skeletal structure is off, even to the slightest degree, it can cause some sort of deformity or some sort of issue or some sort of pain in this case. And it is good to go to a professional, a chiropractor, a masseuse that can help aid you to get back in line. All right. So if you are smoking, stop smoking. It's not going to help with the chronic pain. If you're obese, we need to lose some weight. That can be a solution for your chronic pain. If you are very stressed out and you have um, severe case of anxiety and depression, let's talk to our therapist. We've gone over uh, a quite an extensive list of chronic pain, of where it comes from, some of the diagnoses, some of the treatments, be they prescription or non-prescription, be they alternative or otherwise. I hope this has been a um, eye-opening podcast for those of you who are not dealing with chronic pain and this is a new topic for you. But I also hope that if you are dealing with chronic pain, we've presented at least one idea that heretofore you not thought about that could potentially provide you some relief. I'll say this for the third time. None of what I've mentioned here should supersede what your physician, your healthcare provider has instructed you to do. If you found that some of this information is helpful, What I would suggest you do is take it to your provider, your doctor, and have that discussion with him or her. And I wish you all well. I wish you all health. I wish that all of the chronic pain that you have would diminish uh, immediately. I want you to continue listening to the podcast. We're going to come back uh, periodically and talk a little bit more. I'm always doing research. If I find anything that I think you would like to know, I'm certainly going to bring it here on the forum. Let's have this conversation out on our Facebook page. Uh, you guys can always uh, look in the show notes. You know how to contact me through my email or through, uh, you know, I want you to leave a message. Did you like the podcast? Is it helpful? We're going to leave our uh, phone uh, directory there. You'll be able to leave a message. You don't even have to dial. You just hit the button. It goes to the website. You talk and then it comes straight to our email box. Very simple. Thanks, guys, for listening again to Things You Should Know Podcast. Make sure you continue to tune in. Like, share, and subscribe. But most important, share. We appreciate your support. Have a good one. That's all for today's episode of Rethink. We hope that you've enjoyed this exploration of new ideas and perspectives and found valuable insights and strategies that you can apply to your life. Remember, you are the source of your own success and fulfillment. And by embracing new ways of thinking, 
you can unlock your true potential and yes, create the life that you truly desire. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, we encourage you to support the podcast by sharing it with your friends, your family members, your loved ones and associates, and even your followers on social media. Also, leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Lastly, don't forget to check out our show notes for free downloads and empowering ebooks that can help you on your journey of personal growth and empowerment. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. We look forward to exploring more ideas and insights with you in the next episode of Rethinking.